Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news with us today. And it's our first interview of 2022, and it's a doozy. We've got Darren Truesdale, Chairman CEO, Now Vertical Group Trades in Canada under Now, and for our friends in the U.S. under Now VF. For those new to the story, here's what you need to know. The big market data is worth right now anywhere between 150 and 200 billion dollars, depending on what source you're looking at. But more importantly, it's growing at a torrid race for obvious reasons. We're all going digital. We're doing this by Zoom. We're collaborating on Agoracom. We're all living a bigger data life, and that's why the market is growing. And I don't think I don't even know if people really know they got a handle on how big it's going to be. Uh, now is a big data software and services company. What they do is they help the world's best, and believe me, I tell you that because we're going to tell you about some of these customers, the world's best business win in the digital economy by providing them with innovative tools to make smarter decisions. And we'll do a little deeper dive on that. More than just lip service, revenues for the quarter ended September 30th were $950,000 approximately. Uh, gross profit is just over $800,000. But on a full year pro forma basis, uh, after you take into account some acquisitions, because the company has been doing some mad M&A, uh, their, their performance at approximately $7.1 million for the 12 months ended September 30th. Let's talk about the company. Darren, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you very much. Great to, great to be here. Hey, um, everybody's talking big data nowadays because it's such a massive market. We know it's growing, but you know we call out a lot of companies because very few are actually executing You've got some tier one clients, and if you don't mind, I'm going to read just a couple of names here. And you've got six different categories, but in the enterprise group, you got Ford, General Electric, Santander. In media, you got Netflix, uh, Prime, HBO, Universal. It's unbelievable. What are you doing for them that makes them a client of now vertical and or the acquisitions that you've made? So we're we go about, you know, the market, you know, about the marketplace in a few different ways, providing some very specific um, tool sets, skills, and uh, strategies. Um, you know, taking the media sector, as you mentioned, we have through acquisition the best media analytics product that exists, which is Affinio. And that product has been in play for a few years. Um, and that product specifically provides um, the industry and its clients graph analytics for their customers to better program for their customers to you know make investment decisions as to what programming they should be investing in and how to market their programming to their customers as an example with media in other sectors in retail the same product is used for the same reasons but obviously in a different sector so our advanced approach for is why these clients are coming uh, to our group yeah, so and and, and I think for everyone at home, those just some, by the way, those are just some of the tier one clients, guys. But I think that provides that third party validation that everyone now knows is so important at Agoracom because truly, Darren, people like me and most retail investors, we don't know how to measure one big data company versus another big data company, right? So isn't it- well, a, most, com a, most, most companies don't understand it fully yet either. And that's really the opportunity here. We have- you know, IT historically has been making these decisions for companies um, or for their companies, and that has mostly been infrastructure. 
the actual power of data for a company is through the general business side. So the users, the end users of all things data are business users. And still today, only 41% of you know, enterprise companies have capabilities in the general business. So there's so much room to grow. So the tool sets are here. We're providing the tool sets in our various software. Um, our customers need to upskill their their teams to take advantage of that. That's the big opportunity here. Just kind of and that's and that's surprising, shockingly, but it, that's great for now investors that only forty one percent of you know enterprise companies have this figured out because we just all assume they've probably all got to figure out they they work with IBM or big Co Oracle and they've got their all this big data worked out, but it's far from it. Yeah. So you know, again, we we're at such a early stage of maturity in all things data, even after all of these years, after all of this, you know, advertising and messaging in the marketplace, IBM Watson, all these things that you mentioned, we're still of the earliest days. So the opportunity is far greater than we can predict in the marketplace because every decision a company is gonna make in the future will need to be data backed. There's too much risk, there's too much compliance, uh, and regulation in the marketplace. It's not getting better, it's getting worse. So there needs to be data behind every decision that an enterprise makes, period, end of story. Another thing I like about you guys when I look through your deck is you're not shy about who you're competing against. Typically, you know, GeorgeCom data, when it puts up its comps, will say, I'm going, I'm competing against ABC and XYZ, and you don't really know who they are. But you've got Palantir, IBM Watson, C3 AI, uh, as as comps. So you guys aren't shy about who you think you can beat because these are the biggest names out there. Well, we're, 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 I think we're doing two things when we think about our comps in the marketplace. One, um, the great news for our company and our investors and our partners and our employees are there aren't that many comps doing what we do. You know, the, the field is wide open. So if you take the market and the size of the market into the hundreds of billions of dollars in the next five years, there is ample room for all of us to, to have extremely large multi-billion dollar revenue businesses. So leaving that aside, then you start thinking about the product offering and go to market. Palantir, uh, you know, almost 20 year story, venture capital backed, um, building for many, many years, an incredible platform, very, you know, focused on, uh, on the advanced side, mostly government, et cetera. We have, you know, we share some principles, we share some uh, capabilities, we share some, you know, some approach, but we are a little different. Um, we aren't just focused on the absolute largest ticket. We want to focus on the enterprise more so um, in our government space, providing, you know, providing um, a more approachable, um, easier to swallow ticket price. Um, so that's, you know, some differentiators we're doing. And most importantly, compatibility. We, um, we are compatible with all of the existing IT investments that have already been made by enterprise. And that's where we're at today. And it's an important distinction, which sets us apart. That's where we're at in the industry today. We've had these companies, um, major companies, Snowflake, AWS, Amazon AWS, Microsoft, provide the foundation for the innovators to innovate. And now that's what we're doing. So C3.ai, Alteryx um, are probably a little closer in our aspirational comp set, meaning revenues to, you know, uh, to the go-to-market. That's who we look at and we're competitive um, 
And our, our approach is very different because we're doing it through M&A. We are a pure play consolidator in this industry, and we're going to do it in an accelerated manner, whereas these other names have done it in you know, 15, 20-year time periods. We're going to try and do it in five. And let's talk, well, let's talk about that because you have gone through a torrid M&A pace uh, since going public back on, on July 5th. Um, that's another, for me, that's another sign of third-party validation because, you know, if, I, if I'm going to sell a Gorecom one day to a bigger company, I've really got to put my trust in them that, you know, they're not going to blow my life's work by, you know, collapsing at the corporate level or failing at the business level. What does that say? And we'll talk about some like Allegiant, the one you just, we'll talk about that in a second, but what does it say that companies are willing to look at you and say, Darren, yeah, we want to be part of the now vertical family. So that's a really important point for our story. And M&A, again, is the genesis of what we've done. Five closed deals, sixth on the way now that we've announced, more to come, um, obviously, in our strategy. Uh, if you take our last closed acquisition with Affinio, which is an incredible uh, technology story out of Canada, great customers, great tech team, so many amazing components of it, they believe in the federated model. And the federated model really is the, the sell we give to our targets, which are join this group of incredible people, companies, clients, um, and investors and partners, and you're going to have a better shot of materializing long-term value by taking stock in our transactions because the upside through a typical acquisition process, if you're not reaching um, max velocity scale on your own, is going, to, is going to likely pay better than some cash deal from some larger company that you may or may not be able to close. So it's a compelling offer and, and, and so compelling that you know uh, the last acquisition we made with Affinio, they're taking our stock at a premium. And that's an important distinction wow. at the time. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and we're really, we're really pushing that, you know, you know, every deal is different. Some deals, you know, we may change our approach because we may value our stock, you know, more than, you know, the market does at the moment. So we may get a little, you know, um, more focused on limiting the exposure in our paper, but the, the transactions really have those flavors. And that's what is, is really motivating these sellers and the sellers want to be put, you know, another, you know, kind of, uh, qualitative point, these sellers want to be part of something bigger. And that's not just, you know, to make money, they want to be part of a bigger story. And, you know, a lot of people in small cap space, you know, use M&A as a strategy, our strategy is M&A. So we don't, you know, we don't go to our targets and say, we're so great, join the, the party. Um, and maybe, you know, one plus one equals three, it's one plus one equals a million, because you're, you know, you're part of that math equation. Now you're not just the bolt on, you're now part of the fabric of what we're building. Um, oh, go ahead. Were you going to finish your point there? Yeah, no, that, 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 that's really it. And we're trying, and then the other thing too, is keeping it simple for, for our targets. Like we don't need to make this complex. Like they've got great businesses already. They've got great customer relationships. There's some minimum, you know, there's some some minimum things that they need to have in their in their world to be, you know, but they've got even more autonomy with you than they would inside of a major Fortune 500 tech uh -huh. company where they got to get pigeonholed, don't move, you stay right here, and and that probably is uh, probably anti 
uh, anti, anti antithesis to their how they want to grow their business, how they want to live their lives inside of their. Well, they, 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 there's a reason why founding management typically, you know, leaves after you know the lockup period in a in a you know big company corporate acquisition, unless the you know things work out well. It's you know it's definitely higher on the uh, everyone leaving than staying. You know, and, and the average is I don't have the number in front of me. In our case, our acquisitions for the foreseeable future are the foundation of our company. Yeah, these, these are the companies company. the, uh, when they acquire Georgecom, uh, the founders of the uh, of the companies being acquired can't look at their watch fast enough, counting down the days when they can put in their their contracted time. They got to stick around, then they run off and join and start something. Yeah. Else. On that note, let's talk about right before qu- Christmas. You announced a definitive agreement to acquire Allegiant Defense. Again, a company not a lot of us know, but what we do know is this. Their current contracted revenue backlog for the next three years, from 2022 to 2025, is $66 million. Uh, But what I really liked on top of that was Angel Diaz, a CEO, who said this in his quote, this acquisition by now is going to jumpstart a new chapter for our company. The power of the now platforms and vision of the team means that we'll be able to bring a whole new range of critical solutions to bear for our clients. So you're not just acquiring them and saying, okay, guys, go run and we'll consolidate your revenue and our balance sheet and together on our income statement, sorry, and together we'll just form a big company. You're actually making these companies better. That's straight from the CEO's mouth. So that's, you know, that's the beauty of our model. And Again, we've been doing this for 14 months since you know since starting this. So the the speed and the accelerated aspect of this is an important you know important component of our story. When you think in in the next five years, we want to be at the market cap and or revenue size of the competitive set we mentioned. Using Allegiant as an example, incredible business, um, incredible past performance in the government space, which means the better you perform, the better your opportunities for new contracts. There's a $66 million backlog that's really exciting. That's not a pipeline that's contracted revenue. Then there's a pipeline. Then there's this synergy point, which is, you know, we don't talk about really that much in the, in the public sphere because it's, it's really hard to quantify and anybody trying to value their business and future on synergies it's it's just not the, the the best method because it's hard to predict and it's it's a lot of loose kind of aspects in our case you have a business that doesn't have any ip with the legion they've been servicing customers without their own set of ip now as part of our group with now they have ip they have advanced analytics services they have data science tools they've got um, graph analytics, they've got Snowflake privacy safe sol- uh, solutions and anything net new we're buying and bringing in. So for Allegiant, their whole world has completely opened up. So that 66 million plus a large pipeline right. becomes a lot bigger of an opportunity. And the the kind of you know cherry on top of the story here is the margins with our IP and our software products are far better. So their margin profile will improve through this model too. How does your, I have to assume every acquisition you make, you talked about Affinium earlier. Now we're talking about Legion where it's a definitive agreement. I've got to assume every time you make an acquisition, announce it, it becomes even two things happen. It becomes easier to convince Georgecom to, to be acquired by now vertical. And it probably opens the door to more companies calling you up 
and saying, hey, guys, we see the great work you're doing. Uh, we'd like to talk about potentially becoming part of Now Vertical. What is the pipeline looking like on the M&A side, given how important it is uh, to your business plan? It's a great, that's a really, really great point. Um, we have a very large pipeline that we've cultivated ourselves or we've had people introduce, you know, their companies to ours. We have a great source of deals coming from, you know, friendly venture capital firms, you know, even, even uh, private equity shops and bankers alike. We also, um, our corp dev team, we'll go find businesses that we like or think we like or like the, the profile in the marketplace and we will cold reach out to them. Um, we are very aggressive trying to find targets too that will map to what we need in the marketplace. And, and some of these deals we've done are just straight up, we found them in the, in the market or ones we're working on. So that's, the pipeline itself is very significant um, right now. Um, and it's going to continue to get more and more significant as our profile grows and builds and the story gets bigger. We're getting uh, more and more credibility with our M&A process. We have people, you know, I think it's a cool thing um, that's a lot easier today than it was 14 months ago. But now any of these potential targets can call the existing targets and say, how was this process? Do these guys do what they say they're going to do? And, you know, that's important to us. And whether that's targets, employees, um, partners and, and investors like you know I, i'm really trying to change the dynamic especially you know as we move from small cap to medium to large cap to be a very transparent group here we want our investors to understand what we're doing we want them to feel part of the story and the team um just like we want the targets as they come in because they they are all shareholders so this is a shareholder driven company. Everybody yeah, that, in the story is a shareholder. Yeah. And that's why I led with that saying, you know, it's getting easier and easier because you're probably getting better and better reviews. The numbers are showing up and it's getting easier. But people want, you know, it's George, want, you know, George Calm Data wants an equity event. Uh, he wants to get away from just being a founder and orphan. And it's even more attractive now for him to say, hey, uh, Darren, let's talk about you acquiring George Calm Data. Uh, so that's, that's exciting for me, Darren, and, you know, correct me if I'm overstating it, but I would have to assume that just accelerates your pipeline, not just the size, which is the quantity, but the quality of what's coming to your table, uh, that wasn't there 14 months ago. So, uh, to me, it just, well, seems do, do, like do, do, yeah, yeah. Very important point, George. Yeah. George, great point. What's happening now. And this is how good consolidator stories kind of go your your size and your scope will increase with every deal not every deal is going to be bigger than the last because you're going to want to tuck some things in as you go but what we're getting across our desk right now in the pipeline is stuff working on is starting to get larger and you know that's interesting and exciting and equal parts you know you got to be very strategic and and we've got a very defined plan that i've talked about publicly a lot which is we are right now happy in our Canadian marketplace, building our business brick by brick, acquisition by acquisition, customer by customer. And in this year, 22, we have a very large goal that we are going to acquire um, enough scale, meaning revenue scale to matter in the US markets. And to us, that's about $100 million top line. So you will see us execute against that plan. We're very committed to that plan. 
Um, the deals we've announced all contribute to that plan. Um, Allegiant is a huge opportunity for us to really scale revenue um, very quickly with the existing contract profile, as you see. Um, news coming down the pike soon. So we're working on lots of other stuff that's going to be, you know, great for, for, you know, us to get out to the public market um, to understand our story. Once we hit that scale and move to the U.S., we then have enough revenue scale to matter to our um, competitive set and to the investors, you know, broader investor community in the U.S., whether it's against C3.ai or Alterx, even though everyone's going to have a little bit of a different approach too, which is sure. cool. You know, our, our marketplace- And big really, data changed so fast that you can't, you can't define and pigeonhole it right now even if you wanted to. We could coexist with everyone too. This market right. is so fluid. Right. Like that's my point. Like I, that, what I get up excited about every morning is we can coexist with everybody right now. That's a, that's a large player in our space. And, you know, it's too big for all of us to, to take down as, you know, sole provider. No. So, so we're, we're in the right space, right time. Everything's going right for this. Um, so it's just execution. It's just execution, supporting our partner network, supporting our investors with great information and transparency. And, you know, turning that into execution in the marketplace. That's the, that's the sauce. And when you talk about execution, I take a look at the team behind Now Vertical, and it's a pretty incredible team. It's not just Darren, uh, you know, being yeah. a one-man band trying to, trying to keep everything, um, you know, stuck together. And you now you've got an incredible group, but what I also like is that insiders, I'm not sure what the native, latest numbers are after acquisition, but you guys are ballpark. Uh, insiders are ballpark 50% owners of the company fully, fully diluted. What is that? What should that signal to everybody about, uh, about how you guys believe in your business going forward? Oh, we're, we're extremely long on our business. We have a substantial stake in this business. Um, beyond myself, the entire team is, um, well-positioned in the story. Like I said, everybody from a new acquisitions on are all shareholders. So what that should, what that would tell me as an investor is these, you know, these people, this team is going to take this where it needs to go on, you know, from a, you know, long-term success perspective, they're committed to long-term success. This isn't quick wins. This isn't, you know, trying to get pad the ballot, pad, pad the income statement with a bad acquisition. That's what I want to get across to everybody from my perspective as an investor, that, which is you're not just going to try and pad the stats by saying, you know, we haven't, guys, we haven't done much all year. Let's just go make an acquisition quick so we can look like we're busy and earn our uh, salaries and stock options. You guys are insiders. You're, it doesn't mean you're going to make perfect decisions every time, but you're definitely not going to make bad decisions uh, as in, uh, against the interests of shareholders because you guys are as big as anybody. Yeah, the, the alignment, you know, again, it's it's always, not always, but typically when you have great alignment with shareholders, the real value of the company can emerge and, 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 and gets on a track and it may not be as fast and, you know, your market cap may not explode the way that everyone hopes it would day one, but it, it tracks the right way. If you look at our market cap, it's tracking the right way. And that's because we are doing what we said we are going to do. We're not, you know, we're not overselling anything, but we're not underselling anything either. And we're continuing to do it. We put our heads down every day we wake up. We watch our personal net worth is tied to the success of the story. 
It's aligned with shareholders. That's a per, kind of perfect situation, I think. I like, I, I just, it feels good every day to wake up with that alignment too. And, and as a result, that, you don't have to oversell or sell anything, quite frankly. Uh, your actions speak louder than any, any words you can say. And look, you guys just went public in July. So not a lot of people even know about you guys yet, but look what you've been able to accomplish in a very short period of time during, by the way, what was a very challenging time for the small cap market. The last half of 2021 was, was challenging on, uh, on its own. So the fact that you guys were able to, you know, pull out some great successes is amazing. And I can't wait to see what you guys are going to do in 2022. Last word to you, Darren, because we could go on for another hour. Trust me. I love this business. Yeah. 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 Doing. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to have you back on a <laughs> lot, it sounds like. Give me, give <laughs> me this too, guy's I your pipeline. Forever. I could go on forever, too. Look, the, the end of the day, I'll leave you with this. Like, you know, a good, again, just keying off the last point. We are, you know, we're executing and doing things we said we were going to do, and we're going to continue to do that. Um, the, the small cap space, um, there are some great small caps coming and emerging. We feel we're one of them. Um, and there's, there's ones that aren't so great. And, you know, we just want to make sure that we're distinguishing ourselves from, you know, the, uh, you know, the good from the bad and we're the good, we're going to continue being good. We're going to, you know, do what we need to do, which we think will, uh, will give the performance our shareholders need to be, you know, happy and part of our story. And that's what we're here to do every day. Well, from my perspective, so, you're executing because we can see that, uh, you guys are putting your money where your mouth is. We can see that. And now this last stage here of transparency, which is great that you're going to be taking the time to speak to investors like this. We're doing shareholder Q&A videos where we'll invite shareholders to actually ask questions, then we'll answer them right in video and even do some you know forum engagement uh, starting pretty soon here in January so that investors can come in and have good, moderated, civilized discussion and, and really be a part of the now story. And I'm happy to be a part of it, Darren. Congratulations on what you guys have pulled off so far because look i'm i'm the founder of a tech company i know how difficult it is to do what you're doing and you guys are doing it fantastically thanks for taking the time with us and can't wait to see you next time my friend all right thanks george to everybody at home you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on spotify google apple your favorite podcast platform to darren truesdale he's chairman ceo of now vertical group trades in canada under now love that stock symbol and for our friends in the u.s under now vf for those of you to the story, and that is going to be a lot of you, you got to start doing your due diligence now. Two ways to do this. Our profile is almost ready because the new year has just started. It's almost ready for Now Vertical. So look for that. But in the meantime, hop over to nowvertical.com and start doing your deep dive due diligence. Because if you believe in the future of big data, and we know it's a $150, $200 billion market already, we know it's growing. Why? Because look what we're doing right now. Data is just being created uh, at unstoppable uh, volumes. And if you believe in the company's execution already, doesn't guarantee future performance, but if you're confident how they're executing already, then you've got to do your due diligence and now vertical. Hopefully you discovered your next great small cap tech company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, the video's over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and even leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our YouTube channel so you never miss another great Agoracom small cap video.